1: And I didn't have these huge expectations. I just thought I was going to be rolling them in my kitchen, you know, making a couple hundred bucks every week, selling them to people. And then I started like sharing testimonials, reposting testimonials that people would text me. And it it blew up. It just blew up. I started getting all these online orders and Naomi, you posted about your weight loss and it just continued blowing up.
2: That clip was from our guests of the show today, Naomi Olinda and Helen Hall. They're major. This episode goes all over the place. We get so much juice, tips, and tricks from both these girls. They're best friends, and together they've started a company together called 8020. Obviously, you know Naomi from Southern Charm. If you haven't watched Southern Charm, you're missing out. And then Helen Hall I met in Charleston, and she is an entrepreneur and the owner of Blender Bombs. Together they are powerhouses and we get into it into this episode and I'm actually going to blame them for my hangover
0: Yeah, I mean well, i'll just blame that like I would just abuse myself too much as a kid And if I even see or smell alcohol now i'm hungover for months.
2: You have to be in bed pretty early now
0: Yeah, i'm an old man. Lauren. I'm an old man y- You've uh, been I'm getting uh,
2: really wellnessy lately though. You have your vitamins organized You even got a fridge for your vitamins in your bathroom.
0: I might take a drinking hiatus Really? Yeah. Maybe. Like How long? Two weeks.
2: Two <laughs> weeks. I'll two believe weeks. it when I see
0: it. No, I mean I don't. I'm not a big drinker, but you know.
2: You you have the m-
0: price is too high to pay now. I can't. I suffer too much. My hangovers are so bad.
2: I know, and I have to hear about it. It's so annoying. You wake up, you're dehydrated in the middle of the night. You're trying to steal my water. It's a whole thing.
0: It's too much now.
2: I put my humidifier on last night, and I feel like I'm I'm okay. But the lemoncello might have got me. Okay. We are so excited to have Naomi and Helen on the show. We go all over the place here. We talk entrepreneurship, we talk beauty, we talk health, we talk Southern charm, we talk ayahuasca, we get into it. Oh, and you should also know we talk all about both of their weight losses. They had a huge weight loss, each of them, and they really, really spill the juice on what they did to lose the weight. So I know you guys are going to love this episode. With that, let's welcome Naomi and Helen to the Skinny Confidential, him and her show.
0: This is The Skinny Confidential, him and her.
2: I am so hungover from Lemoncello. I'm going to blame you guys from last <laughs> night. Like, you liked it. I liked it, but jeez, I'm i feeling it this morning.
3: I can't believe that's all it took for y'all I to know. be hungover, both of you. Y-
2: you know what? You guys can drink, huh? I know.
3: Yeah. It's Charleston. Yeah. I, I mean, I feel
2: like I can drink too, but you guys, like, you Charleston, like, you guys get down there. Yeah, but Charleston's you know, a
1: drinking <laughs> town. Like, everybody has a drinking problem. That's why I get like, must See it? It comes out in the summer because I drink a lot. Oh. More in the summer than I do in the winter. But then you can just fix it with eighty twenty so you're fine.
0: Yeah. I fix it. I, I wish I could give you the credit for making me hungover, but it's literally like if I even look at alcohol these days, I'm hungover because... I drank too much when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> I just like I can't even see it anymore. If I see it, I'm hungover. Does swear. that
1: change after you had a baby? Probably, Do you drink less or I'm more? I'm probably
0: a bigger pussy now with the baby, especially the girl. I'm a little bit softer, you know? For <laughs> sure. I can tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure.
1: Yeah, you are. If if I
2: you wake up every morning and you have some fucking other ailment, it's like my ear hurts, my elbow hurts, my thumb hurts. It's like I look, Michael, I just gave birth.
0: I also have like the dad <laughs> sneezes now, you know, like the really loud oh my God, my,
2: yeah, you sound like a pit bull. When yeah, you it's sneeze. just like
0: out of nowhere. That's
2: yeah. horrific. I have those. Okay, so I, like, really thought about my first question for you guys. And I just... The one question that kept coming up for me is this question. How the fuck do you guys look so good? Both of you. Like, give us... Do we look that good? Yeah, you guys both... Like, both of you look so good. I did my makeup. Well, I actually was... I'm, I'm actually referring to, like, your figures, but your faces look amazing, too. Because... I know, like you guys both have talked about how you lost weight with Blender Moms, but I kind of want to get into like the details, the nitty gritty, the day to day, because you guys yeah. like lo- in in person, you guys look fucking amazing. You Thank look like you. you're face-tuned in person.
1: Oh, that's the sweetest thing anyone's ever said to me in my so- whole life. <laughs> Helen and I actually have, even
3: though we both fall kind of eighty twenty, our our versions of eighty twenty are very different. Mm-hmm. Meaning, Helen really practices what she preaches. You know, she really is healthy and. For me, you know, sometimes I are just, you like, calling
1: yourself out? Binge a little Adderall <laughs> here
3: and there, or just like wait. If I'm having a hard time fasting, like intermittent fasting in the morning, I'll just be like, "Time for an Adderall today." I guess. Hold on, you know? I have a
2: question about Adderall. We're gonna go off on a tangent. That's fine. Okay, so I've tried Adderall in high school. Definitely tried it, but it made me a fucking psycho. Me too. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I like, can't
2: do it. Like, w- w- what's the secret? I feel like it. I feel like it fucks with my metabolism and makes me crazy.
3: Yeah, I mean, I. I really don't recommend it, but I feel like I have to be honest about what, you know, like what I do sometimes. It's definitely not all the time, but yeah, if I'm having a hard time kind of kickstarting something or I'm just ravaged all the time, I'll have a little caffeine. You're also just coming
1: out of like a really, really dark place though. Like what what happened with your dad?
3: Yeah, yeah, that's true. So yeah, I mean, my dad passed away in December and we've talked about this, but, and so it was... It was hard for me to eat at first and then i was overeating because i was eating my feelings and so it was you know needed a little something to help me balance and again i don't recommend i think adderall is like very toxic and horrible and i know so many people that are so addicted to it but for me i I took some on occasion, and it it helped me, and now, you know, I don't do it so much. I just feel like I need to be honest about it because I hate nothing more than when people are like, this is what I eat in a day, and it's, I'm like, I know that's not what you eat in a day, you know, this is like an edited version of what you want people to think you're eating in a day, and so what I really ate today was a small Adderall and maybe a bag of Doritos, and then I had a healthy dinner or something, you know, like, let's just be honest about what we're really eating because most people just say what they want you to think that they're eating. And it's bullshit. I don't like it.
2: I actually appreciate that so much because I've interviewed so many women and you know, like some of them are taking Adderall and no one's ever been honest. This is the first time ever anyone has ever said that on the show. So that I mean, (laughs) that's intriguing to me.
1: I don't take it. I'll I'll probably 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 take it. But no, you won't. But you're she's so honest. And another thing while we're on the topic, birth control, like tell them about what happened, like your birth control experience.
3: Oh, yeah. I mean, birth control made me borderline suicidal. Like I didn't. I didn't feel right. Hormonally, you know, I did, what is it called? Kylina? Kybella goes in your face. I think Kyleena <laughs> goes in. Your never like something. Kyleena. It, it, it was an IUD and it was a hormonal IUD. And I have never felt so bad in my life. I was putting on weight and I only kept it two months because I couldn't last any longer. And it made me insane. It made me put on weight. I felt like dying. And then I got the copper IUD and my life totally changed. And I started reading all these blogs and all these things because I asked my my ob i'm like what why am i feeling this bad this is not normal and she goes no it's fine i mean you know this is what i would give to my daughter and there are no there's nothing really showing that this is dangerous and then when i really started reading kind of the the reddit threads you know like the deep dark internet i saw thousands of women were having problems with hormonal birth control like thousands of people and it's not talked about people don't know and so, so many women are out there feeling bad or feeling crazy or feeling this and that. And it's not their fault, you know, or gaining weight and it's not their fault. And I know you talk about how you kind of were getting your hormones fixed. It's so important. It's yeah. such an
2: important subject. It's it's wild. I went to get my hormones checked and they said, you have a low thyroid. And if you literally worked out seven days a week and barely ate anything, you would not lose weight. So I would have been sitting there. Doing everything that I that I can do in my power with a little wine on top. Let's be honest. And she's
0: disciplined too, like Lauren.
2: I work out every single day. It's like in my calendar, and nothing would have happened. And then I got prescribed a thyroid medicine, and I feel so much better. I have so much more clarity. And yeah. it's. I, I, I always say it's like the thyroid medicine. You can't take it if you don't have a thyroid problem. So don't get any ideas. Right. But It, it, it does Same feel like an Adderall without the come down. Yeah, yeah. Which is like. Okay, but so but the other hormones, progesterone, 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 yeah, the best pronouncer and testosterone were also low too. So I think like that. I think your message is really important. If you are on birth control or you do have an IUD and you feel fucking psycho. It's something to look into because hormones are real. And Michael Obostik yeah. has lived to tell the tale that hormones are real. Oh, yeah.
0: Do I still so, oh, so have yeah. a black eye? Do I, so, am I, am I, okay?
2: I mean, postpartum hormones, like if you are sensitive now. I got
0: to be careful because I see the people going, oh, my God, this guy. <laughs> and he was so rude to his wife about her postpartum and his comments. and I'm like, You oh. are kind of
1: a dick, let's be honest. Do you remember when you got locked in a room? How'd they make you feel?
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, I don't care. <laughs> uh, Anyways, I read those comments that they write, but I don't give a shit about them. So.
1: But yeah, we're very different. And to go back to your question, I'm like you. I'm very regimented, so I I fast almost every day, probably five days a week. Again, I probably hold on. No, I need like exact details. What time are How you do? fasting? Like, walk us through the whole thing. So I like to sleep in. I like to go to bed late, sleep in, and so that for me is about twelve p.m. and then eight a.m. eight thirty. I wake up, but if I here's a trick. This is like the best trick ever. So obviously, I'm engaged. I live with my fiance. If I want to wake up early around 6, 630, I have to sleep in a separate bedroom. I have to because morning cuddles, like I definitely spend two nights a week minimum sleeping in a separate bed when I want to be productive because otherwise I'll sleep in because it's, I just like to cuddle, you know You know what I'm <laughs> saying? And so I wake up, drink water, coffee, and then around 11, 30, 12, I will have a smoothie. And I used to make my own smoothies, but ever since we opened the smoothie bar, I Uber eats smoothies most of the week. And that's lazy. I admit it. But I just know that that's what I have to do right now if I want my smoothie. I don't think it's lazy. Yeah, I, okay. think it's, well, well, I, I think it's efficient.
0: I think it's efficient because <laughs> so, you know, right. I do the same thing. I, I know I overspend on food delivery services, but I like know that I'm also saving time to be productive yeah. in other areas. And so, listen, yeah. like I, people are like, oh, that's wasteful and money, but not for me be, and, I, and for people that do it. I, I think that you're doing a trade-off between time and productivity. And like I would rather sacrifice a couple dollars to be more productive in other areas. I don't have time to go and make yeah, a smoothie right. and all my lunches. And, all. and you want to
1: feel good. You want to
0: eat your yeah. best.
2: So, so what do time what you do you guys stop eating? Because I know you're big on intermittent fasting. What is the time that you're like, like last night we ate late, so what do you do? Hey, hey, hey. Let me tell you about Michael's new best friend.
0: Each and every.
2: Each and every is...
0: The, I can breathe again.
2: The, ...the new deodorant I've been using. And this is exciting because I haven't been the biggest deodorant wearer in the past. Your
0: bottom 1% of deodorant users, yeah. be, at least before this.
2: Here's the thing. I couldn't find one that I liked. The, the ones that you get at the drugstore, I feel like all have aluminum in them and the ones that are natural are super granola and they kind of don't work. So I was very, very excited to try each and every because I heard great things. And basically this one has six simple ingredients with essential oils in it. The one that I am obsessed with is the ginger because I like the smell. Michael likes the smell. And it just has good ingredients like coconut oil, dead sea salt. And basically, thank God again for this deodorant because it reduces your body odor. So after I work out, Michael can breathe. Um, it goes on really silky smooth and it keeps you odor free all day long. It's vegan. It's cruelty free. And you. the best part about this, I think, is that you can try it risk free with a 30 day money back guarantee. So like you you try it out, you test it, you fall in love with it. But if you don't like it, they have a 30 day money back guarantee. So it's a win. Something that's really important to me when it comes to deodorant is how smooth it goes on and if it goes on clear and dries clear without stain because I feel like I'm one of those people that is wearing a black shirt and there's deodorant stains on it if I'm wearing deodorant. So with this, you don't get that, which we love. So check out the ginger. I think you guys will love it. They have other scents too. There's lots of fun scents on the site. But again, I like the ginger. Visit eachandevery.com slash skinny and use promo code skinny for 30% off your first purchase. That's not eligible to combine with any other discounts or subscriptions. That's promo code skinny at eachandevery.com slash skinny for 30% off your first purchase.
0: Thank you, each and every. Thank you so, so, so much.
2: All right, let's get back into the show.
1: I don't ever think about it. It was funny, I asked Naomi today because her birthday's in a few weeks and I was like planning a birthday dinner and the options on the reservation were 6 p.m. or 8 p.m. Okay. So immediately I'm like, let's go 6 p.m. and she's like, absolutely not, Like we're going to eat. I like to eat early, so Scott and I, and a lot of people say it's an issue with their relationship, we don't eat dinner at the same time most of the time and we also eat very differently, but we work together, we live together, sleep together. And if I don't have dinner with him, especially because we don't have kids, then I'm fine. I'm fine eating by myself. And I'll sit with him while he eats dinner. I'm just not going to eat with
2: him. Fuck! Just get a separate house. You don't no, sleep in the same bed. Point. Just, it just you don't eat dinner together. Just get a separate house. It's I less not fights. We don't yeah. eat dinner together every time. No, we don't eat dinner together every time because I don't love your food choices all the same. time. Same. It's it, like yeah, you are no, independent. I don't it's love okay. your
0: food choices. I can't. I, I can't. I don't want to eat like a <laughs> bunch of string beans for dinner. Artichoke you know, salad. Whatever you're doing.
2: You, your order was wrong last night. I it was
0: wrong. I <laughs> thought that the tuna was. We to give context. We all went to dinner last night. I thought the tuna was going to be the right choice. It was the wrong choice.
1: Oh, you didn't yeah.
0: like it? No, I was pissed off about it the whole time.
1: you got to be in the rest of my pasta. Yeah, why didn't you, no, why because don't you I was speak tr-
0: up? I was trying to be disciplined. I'm like, okay, I'm going to b- get back in shape. There's quarantine. I got to like get back at it. I can't be doing pasta. And then I had that and I was pissed. You know what? So... I want to tell you
2: something so interesting about my husband that's so annoying too at the same time. He has no attachment to food. I love it. Well, None. None. No,
0: should, this is Lauren's like, theme of her life. I, I'm not, I love good food. No, nah,
2: you don't care. But I
0: don't pine over it. Like, um, I don't think about I've it I've never
2: lot. heard you in the whole 800 million who years we've been we together had, say, "Oh my god, i the guy craving. we just
0: had on the show, oh Dr. G. Like if I could take a pill that would just give me all my food and nutrients and just keep moving on." Yeah. I, I do like enjoying sitting down and spending time with people, but I think you could see like last night at dinner like once it's over, like it's it's over He's, for me. Yeah, yeah. you're
3: up,
2: you're out. No, I'm he up, can't. I'm gotta His yeah. dad's the same way. He can't sit at a table with No, them. I can't <laughs> with dirty dishes <laughs> so and if once it the was drink and the check, I'm out. No, I'm like European in the way where like I want to schmooze. Okay.
0: I would be European in the way seems a little If we had European vibes in America, I would be European about it, but we don't have those vibes here. It's always people are banging around and
1: (laughs) the motorcycles behind us were like taking
3: pictures, eating their spaghetti, but they weren't even really eating it. I was like, I fucking hate L.A. (laughs) That was that was
2: that was an Instagram shoot behind us. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that was that was like fake pasta to the mouth situation. And
1: I think another thing I forgot to mention that you'll really appreciate is so we we eat differently and I eat so high carb and so low fat. And so I don't eat meat unless it's venison maybe a couple times a year. Like if someone shoots it that I know I'll eat it. Um, and I don't eat much fish unless I'm out of the country because I don't trust the American waters and fishes look like sponges and it just breaks me out. But I eat so much pasta, Normal, not necessarily pasta, like unrefined carbs, sourdough bread, and just not a lot of fat. And I don't gain weight that way. But the second I start adding in fat with the carbs, I gain weight immediately. So avocado toast for example. Avocados are super high fat. Sourdough bread, super high carb. When I combine the two and I eat it every day, I gain weight. But say I just have the bread with like some jelly on top, um, which is high sugar or and high carb, but not high fat. I don't gain weight. That's just how my body works. She's different. Both of
2: you guys have, have talked openly about your weight losses and it wasn't a, a little weight loss. You guys both lost a lot of weight. Mm-hmm. So can you tell us, like you kind of told us what's working for you is maybe food combining, but can you tell us how you've also incorporated the blender bombs and the intermittent fasting, like really like get detailed with it?
1: Yeah. So, and this goes for both of us, but the blender bombs, the blender bomb has every essential amino acid and every essential fatty acid. And so for me. The hardest part for losing weight was late night eating and binge eating and just not having control over my cravings at all. And so when I started using the blender bombs, which we created, I worked with a doctor and he told me like the list of nuts and seeds to have every day because I wasn't eating meat. And so the blender bombs have all the nutrients you need. Once I started having these every day, along with fruit, which is a natural sugar, I stopped having any late night cravings. So I didn't think about food anymore at night. I didn't think about wanting food. I thought, Oh, I'm hungry. I'm going to eat. And now with the 80-20 concept, I'm like, as long as my meal is eighty percent Whole Foods, then I'm fine. Like I don't care what the other twenty percent is. Don't even think about it. How many
2: blender bombs are you eating a day? Just one. And you you just pop it in your smoothie. Mm Mm-hmm. And what's your favorite go-to smoothie with it?
1: Right now it changes, but strawberry banana with peanut butter is by far my favorite. And which blender bomb? Any of them. The peanut butter one, obviously. If I'm going to do peanut butter, the the best seller is the aloe collagen, and her favorite is the goji. Yeah. And but, so
2: what's yeah. your smoothie choice if you have to do a blender bomb?
3: So I, especially when I'm trying to feel better, like lose a little weight, even if it's just a couple pounds, I'll do all intermittent fast for, you know, as long as it takes really. And then I'll start with a blender bomb smoothie, but I do two blender bombs just because it's my preference. I like my smoothies a little thicker. I like the goji acai and then I just do strawberry, banana, spinach, mango, and then I eat again like, you know. Base water
2: you know, or almond milk? What do you guys do as base? Water, water and
1: ice. Water nice. But that's because of the bomb butter, which I don't have with me because I couldn't bring it on the plane. But bomb butter is, it's like a nut butter, but it's half the calories, half the fat and double the fiber of a regular nut butter. So I use bomb butter and instead of bomb butter, she uses a, another blender bomb. But the bomb butter basically eliminates the need to buy a nut milk because it has that flax in it, which when you blend it with water, it's a nut milk. I wouldn't eat it plain because it's pretty. I've never pretty. tried that. I got to send you some ansley ansley is queen of making smoothies she'll hook it up
2: yeah ansley is my new executive assistant that helen introduced me to and she's amazing so i'm jealous
1: out. i want her so bad shout. and what's, <laughs> we're,
2: we're drinking a smoothie right now which say what it is really quick
1: mango peaches banana blender bomb almond butter water ice
2: okay yeah. so how do you guys start your morning I want to know from how you, how you stay productive, you're both running businesses. Is there a specific morning routine? I saw that that question you posted on in Instagram was asked multiple times.
1: Yeah, you go first, because we're different again.
3: Yeah, see, so I, I feel like I represent the 20% and <laughs> Helen represents the 80%. But again, I'm, I'm just here to be honest about what I'm doing right now. So it's not always what I do. But yeah, right now, My routine is I get up, I hang out with my cats, I have coffee, I usually like hang out with my mom for 15-20 minutes and then I go straight to my office and then I have my routine in my office, you know, where if I want, I'll I'll fast or if I'm hungry, I'll make a smoothie right away or sometimes I will have some Cheetos. It just depends on what I'm feeling like that day and what I want to do and it's interesting you said earlier that you're not um, like really that attached to food or I think Lauren said that you weren't because Matul is the same way but... I feel like for me, the first thing I think about in the morning is what do I want to eat that day? And I get excited or I get happy based on what I feel like eating. So if that's a salad and that's what will make me happy, then I associate how good of a day I had with how good the food I had was. Not how healthy, but how good it tasted to me at the time.
0: Well, there's an element, I think, to that. I think one benefit when you're not... like I I appreciate good food, so I want everyone to understand. It's not that I don't like food, but I don't have this crazy attachment to it. And I think that people that obsess over food Mm -hmm. and calories and their meals and what they're going to eat, and this may be controversial and I'm no health expert, but I feel like it causes a lot of cortisol and it causes a lot of stress hormones. And what happens is then when you're thinking like that about food all the time, it's a stressful situation. And then like you start to gain weight and not be able to lose it because you have so much stress in your system. So for me, like food's never been an issue for me. Me, luckily, because I don't think about it so much, but I think because of that, I don't have that stress hormone that's like constantly blasting my system and making it harder and harder to lose weight. So, in a way, like even though you're not so focused on super healthy foods all the time, you're also not stressing over. And so it sounds like you're not stressing about all the time, which I think helps in terms of weight management.
3: See, so you are European in that way. Yeah, that's then. like the most. Like when important I'm full, lesson.
0: I get up from the, like I'm done. Like I don't just like I think a lot of Americans because we get these the portions here are way too out of control yeah. and like there's so much like we could talk about you that do for portion
2: hours. control too. Like you don't eat, you're not glutton.
0: No, when I'm full, I stop <laughs> eating. Like I don't just like overdo. it. everyone's like, "How could you?" Not, not my fault that the restaurant decided to make a massive plate that they're going to waste. That's not my problem. Like they should get their portions under control. I, I can't eat. Like we can't, we're not designed to eat that to a much. French
2: boy, he's French boy. Oh, my God, I'm going to have to hear about this for the next time. So you shouldn't have said that. <laughs> You yeah, he's going to be like, I'm a French
0: boy. When I was a kid, I went to this guy's house, a friend of mine, and his, I was like maybe like six or seven years old, and the guy said I wasn't allowed to leave the table until I ate every bite. I know t- people are scarred, but like Taylor, for example, Taylor, didn't your grandpa make you like sit at the table for like eight years? Something, <laughs> something, something crazy like yeah, that. Yeah,
2: didn't he make you eat with your fist no, or something? Just oh, thing, my God, fist. Just oh my God, not the fist. Oh my God,
0: your <laughs> fucking mic's on for once. I can't believe it. I wasn't allowed, or nobody was allowed to get up and leave the table until everything was done, and then there was no talking at the table. Yeah. And
2: tell us about the way you eat. because on. Very would, I'll get back to him in a second. But what I'm saying is
0: I remember sitting there and being like that young. I think this is weird. I'm full. I don't want to eat. And so I just stared this dad down for like literally like three hours until he got, I was supposed to spend the night and he sent me home. He was pissed. But I always thought that was a weird. <laughs> what was Amer- that? Shout about No, no, I won't shout out. But it was a weird <laughs> American mentality where it's like if you don't eat every drop. And I but the, I think the better fix is just to actually serve proper proportions mm-hmm. that people can actually yeah. eat without being Maybe gluttonous.
1: charge less money. Too, I mean, that is prices. psychotic. Forcing
3: somebody to eat until they're past the point of feeling sick. My, so my dad was half Greek, half Italian. And his mom and grandma used to make him sit and they would keep serving him and keep serving him. And then he said that he would finish eating and lay down and feel like he was going to explode and smoke a cigarette and be like, OK, well, I'm dead for the next two hours. That is. And he had bad food habits his entire life because of that. Yeah, that is some psycho stuff to force somebody to eat. It's some
2: psycho stuff. I also ha- got this tip from a friend who lost sixty five pounds. My friend Valentino told me, uh, he said, "Don't weigh yourself in the morning." I don't. He and yeah. I, I was doing that as I'm losing, I'm trying to lose weight postpartum. I was weighing myself every morning, and what it does is it sets your cortisol off. If you're if, if you're higher than you want to be. And there's so many different elements. It's like, are you on your period? Well, it's
0: typically the lightest part of your day too because you're dehydrated. Yeah, there's a a million things. So
2: he said, stop Mm -hmm. weighing yourself. You told me this a week ago and I haven't weighed myself for a week and I'll I'll weigh myself in like three months. You know what I mean? I'll just like, and then I can like wait and see. I just think weighing yourself every day, it just ups your cortisol.
1: I don't think I've weighed myself in over two years. I don't own a scale. And that what what Michael just hit on, you know, not to make Michael look like a good guy here or anything.
0: God forbid.
1: (laughs) What Michael just said about the cortisol thing, if anyone can take anything away from the last 20 minutes, what we've spoken about is that. It's sleep, getting good sleep, meditation, or whatever your form of mindfulness is. Something just to bring your cortisol levels down, whether it's listening to happy music in the morning or prayer or whatever it is for you. Cortisol, I feel like, is that secret enemy of holding on to any sort of weight, which is probably a reason why people have thyroid issues, too, from constant...
2: I think that I have high cortisol. I'm going to blame it on you, like I'd always do. <laughs> Nayla,
0: can I ask you a question? So, what's going to happen with this show now that you're all quitting? Because I listen. I'll be honest. I don't watch a lot of reality, but I've seen every season, Lauren. I've seen one through. <laughs> how many seasons? It. I've seen everything. Obviously, we've interviewed Pat, and I was watching from the beginning. And I've seen your whole, uh, you know, your, evol- your uh, what I, evolve. What do I evolving? Evolving, evolving. <laughs> that's a fucking word I'm looking Evolution? for. Evolution. Evolution. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> but I want to know, like, if you're leaving and Kamsley, all these people are leaving. Is this thing done? Is this thing, are we...
3: No, I mean, I don't think so as far as I know. So Cameron, Chelsea, and I all kind of unanimously decided to stop just because it...
0: But that's like the three, they're the three main girls.
3: Well, no, I mean, I, I don't really think I was a main person. I think it's more so Catherine and Cameron that are like the two main, main... Girls and Pat, of course, but so Catherine stayed. I mean, as far as I know, they're still filming and they have a couple new girls, like my friend Leva. I mean, I I love Leva, I think she's great. So we'll see, I mean, they're still, still going. It's not gonna have as
2: much sparkle. Pat, Patricia's the best ever. She's <laughs> best. so she'll add the sparkle, but it is it's gonna miss the, the sparkle without you three.
0: When so. you think about like, so we were talking about this a little bit last night at dinner, and I was wondering like what question I was asked, But like the type of person that could be successful on those shows, because I think personally, like I don't think Lauren and I could do it. I don't think our relationship could survive it. It's just too crazy. It's like what do you like? What do you th- what type of person do you think is successful on platforms? Like obviously you need to be. I think Lauren and I would be so boring, you know, because. We're in bed at nine o'clock. There's not a lot of drama <laughs> with a lot of other relationships. Like, I feel like you have to bring it to those things or else it doesn't quite work.
2: Hold up. Quick little break to talk about cereal. Uh, I was a big cereal lover when I was a kid and I am now. Huge I'm cereal
0: lover. But the problem is, as you get older and you learn what's in the cereal, you got to stop eating it.
2: Yeah. It's like all the sugar and junk that you really shouldn't be eating.
0: Which sucks because it's the best. I mean, like, yeah, when you're a kid, there's nothing better. Plopping in front of the TV, cartoons, huge bowl of cereal, <laughs> sugar rush. Then you get older and you just can't do anymore. That was until Magic Spoon came out.
2: Magic Spoon, you guys, let me tell you about this. You've probably seen it all over Instagram. I am so excited about this brand. It's zero sugar, 11 grams of protein, and only three net grams of carbs in each serving. They have your favorite nostalgic, fun flavors, cocoa, fruity, frosted, and blueberry. I personally am a huge fan of the frosted.
0: Cocoa's the best, but frosted's great too.
2: Okay. I like frosted. I've like was always into frosted cereal and to have this as an adult is a win, especially because I am on this journey to lose like 25-ish pounds. And this one's keto friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low carb, GMO-free. And like I said, zero grams of sugar.
0: And honestly, it's just really fucking good. I know this is a partner. Right? I don't know if I'm allowed to say fucking, but it's really fucking good.
2: It is really fucking good. And here's the deal. I have been really, really mindful about going gluten-free and being grain-free. And it's so amazing that I can have frosted cereal in bed at night while I watch Housewives or Vanderpump Rules and have my frosted cereal. You got to try this. Like I said, 11 grams of protein, 110 calories and nothing artificial. Go to magicspoon.com skinny to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use the promo code SKINNY at checkout to get free shipping. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product that it's backed with 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. That's magicspoon.com skinny and use the code SKINNY for free shipping. And of course, we want to thank Magic Spoon for sponsoring the podcast. All right, back to the show.
3: God, that's a good question. Am I about to say this? I don't know. Do it. It's so- a safe space.
0: Nobody's listening. <laughs>
3: I'm just going to pretend so yeah I think that and again I don't want to be like shitting on people that are still doing it or anyone in reality TV because I have lots of friends in reality TV and I think they're great people but I do think that there's a certain element of a very specific personality type that it takes to do something like that and you know maybe the first couple seasons on a show when you're new and you're kind of green you don't really know how it works so you really are yourself and I think some people truly are themselves But then after a few years, and which is why a lot of shows end up kind of getting canceled after several years, because it gets so robotic and it's so like, okay, I mean, some people on Southern Charm um, will literally write notes and, you know, read books and write notes in the margins of like, oh, this is what this cast member does. So I want to crush my enemy and I'm going to follow this strategy. So people will strategize. And once it starts getting to that point, it can get so toxic. And so that's why... For me and and i think i could probably speak for cameron and chelsea too when it when it reaches that level where some people just have nothing to lose and are willing to sing for their supper and and do whatever it takes it, whether that's you know try to ruin your marriage or your relationship or say something about your children or whatever it's just too much and and personally for me i i can't be in that because it makes me depressed it makes me sad and i don't want to be that kind of person i don't want to be associated with that kind of negativity because it's, it's like a really dark side of, of life. I mean, I was, I was telling you, Lauren, that L.A. makes me anxious and because I feel like there's a level of superficiality here and I just can't vibe with it. I, I don't like it. And the show is kind of like that, but to the extreme, I guess with everything
2: that that just happened with your dad was that also impactful on the decision that you made to leave because oh, yeah. for me like when my mom passed away it puts so much into perspective for me of like what's important and what's not
3: for sure i mean when negotiations were negotiations were kind of happening like right before my dad passed so he was super sick and so i was focused on that and i did meet with a network a couple times you know because my dad told me you should you should go And then when he passed away, they're like, okay, it's time to film, you know, like, let's go. And I just could not imagine sitting down and filming and talking about some of the bullshit that's talked about, because I just didn't care anymore. You know, it just kind of something snapped. And you were saying when, when you lost your mom, it put things yeah, majorly in perspective, and you just really don't care about certain things anymore. And that's kind of what what happened. I I couldn't even pretend to care, if that makes sense. Yeah, you just start to like
2: view your life as an energy thermometer. Like, where are you going to allocate the energy that you have every day? And is it productive where you're allocating it? And if that felt unproductive for you, I mean, I don't blame you. I
0: just don't like how I think that why, like, personally, I would be so freaked out about something like that. I don't like when someone's twisting and like turning words and creating narratives. Like the reason I like podcasting so much more than anything is like you can have a conversation like this and it is what it is. Like people listening, like even when I make mistakes and can't say evolution or whatever the fuck (laughs) I was trying to say, like people can like, it's not later edited and be like what, you know, it just feels very organic and normal and there's not somebody out there like controlling what the narrative is here. yeah. So I just feel like I would be a complete train wreck on, on stuff like that, well, especially it, for a relationship. Also,
2: yeah. Brandy Glanville, uh, remember she was on Housewives? And yeah. she <laughs> she outed, fuck, what's her name? Malou yeah. on having a surrogate.
3: Uh-huh.
2: And when that happened, I was like, Whoa! Mm. Like we're we're turning a corner. That that's like bringing the kids into it. You know, my thing was like, what if you're an 11 year old kid and you're sitting watching your mom on Housewives and you don't know that you were a surrogate because your mother wasn't ready to tell you? And he hears it from Brandy Glanville's mouth. I mean, that's some cease and desist shit. Well, I think what what
0: happens on all these shows is like obviously there's a rating system and like there's advertisers that jump in and they all need to compete for you know prominent space. And so they just keep pushing the envelope further and further. Like, oh, what can I? do to like get more shock value and it just gets further and further and further it's going to get to a point where like you know listen it's entertainment we all like like even yeah. myself watch it but Ugh. i just don't like that it's a lot in a lot of senses it's fabricated and they're doing things to blindside and hurt people
1: exactly it's like we're always so constantly stimulated and that's what they do on tv they're always trying to stimulate you with a new plot twist and, and this and this and this and it's like That's, to me, why meditation is so important mindfulness, because your whole life, you are just constantly stimulated. There's always going to be something changing or catching your attention where not many people are prioritizing just chilling out or going to a ranch and relaxing.
2: How do you practice mindfulness? Do you do it in the morning? You didn't tell us your morning routine.
1: Yeah, I do it constantly, like literally all throughout the day. I meditate when I wake up. It's a guided meditation. I still haven't mastered like meditating by myself, but meditating in the morning. Headspace. I use insight timer okay I've done headspace before I use it for a long time and then one of my friends started like putting her podcast on insight timer so I did that to support her and then just practicing gratitude throughout the day taking deep breaths I feel like I've because I've been doing this probably for about two years now just being intentional about it someone could attack me and snap my head off and I don't think I'd get mad but if you had asked me this question three years ago I would punch them in the face but I just—I've been tested so many times over the last couple of years, and Naomi's the same way. So is Matul. Her, my, not my Scott. Loves Scott, but he'll snap. But <laughs> Matul's the same way. No matter how much someone pushes our buttons, we've all kind of learned not to snap back.
2: Do you think that's because Matul is do- uh an anesthesiologist? Because he's like he's, <laughs> he's so used to like being under pressure that he's able to be in a pressure cooker anytime and he won't burst.
3: No, I think it's actually his family his parents are hindu and and they so they meditate a lot and his dad is so calm and you know it no matter if somebody does something bad to them or whatever they believe in karma they don't believe in retaliation they believe in staying positive and I, and that's trickled down to him so much and now to me
1: what's the sentence that your dad has in your house it's like the first thing you see when you walk into the living room the lines oh, in this um, house we
3: Oh, yeah. well This is a whole other problem. But my parents love, like, sticky wall art. But <laughs> that's fine. But, yeah, I came home one day and they had found this at TJ Maxx. And my dad was like, we love it. This is, this represents our family. And, you know, they're, they're French and they're cute. And they think, like, in- American sayings are are cool. And so it's like, in this house, we say sorry. We keep our promises. We give hugs. we And I was like, okay. It's like dance like it. no one's watching. I mean, pretty much, you yeah. know. But my dad's like, they truly believed it. So they
2: stuck it to the wall and you should take the sticky art and you should frame it and put it in your house i'm
3: telling you it's
2: awesome it's like it's like a cute reminder yeah it's adorable
3: i mean it's like so not cute that it's cute you know what i'm saying i read it every time i walk in your house yeah i'm (laughs) like in this house
2: we
1: say
3: (laughs) yeah so the first
1: thing you do when you wake up you meditate Mm, look at my phone to open the meditation thing but yeah I meditate. So, so you're a big meditator. Probably five days a week, though, not seven days a week. Eighty twenty. Eighty twenty.
2: Tell us about eighty twenty. Like, explain how you guys. I know that that um Naomi talked about her weight loss on Instagram, and people freaked out. And it seems like that was that, like, sort of the foundation for how you guys decided to partner on eighty twenty.
1: I've been 8020's Has obviously been around in so many different circumstances for forever.
2: The but, concept
1: of 80/20, yeah, the concept yeah. of eighty twenty. You know, like you put in. of what you do brings about 80% of your revenue with business, that type of concept. So with... Palmeretto.
0: Palmeretto? Palmeretto. Yeah, Yeah. that, exactly. I always forget that guy's name, but that's it.
1: And so when I started Blender Bombs, there's only 10 Blender Bombs in a box. And that's the reason why we don't do 14 is because we don't want people to feel like they have to go through a box every two weeks. So if they go through, they do five smoothies a week instead of seven, which is why we have 10 instead of 14. But that kind of translated into... I we've both been through periods where we were 100% plant-based or 100% vegan or 100% pescatarian, whatever. And it is just so draining to try and be perfect all the time. It's so draining. And so 80-20 for food and meditation, um, exercise, sleep patterns, relationship intentions, like anything like that, I think 80-20 can transition really well. Because as long as you are being, you're making conscious, a conscious effort to do something to reach your goals 80% of the time, that's all that matters. If you try to do anything 100% of the time, you're going to get so frustrated. Your cortisol levels are going to rise because you can't can't do anything 100% of the time. It's not life. And it creates this negative headspace of self-loathing where you think if you don't do
3: everything perfectly, you know, and you mess up once. So we call that the 20% that it's not even worth getting back on track because, why wow, you've already messed up. So who cares? Just let go. And then that's how people let themselves go and so we really want to share with people that it's okay if you're doing your best and then you you know spend a couple days eating what you want not working out it doesn't matter just then get back on the horse for a little while and then you can have another cheat day if you want or cheat meal or not work out and it's fine like it's fine and
1: eventually you get so used to not being perfect that you stop thinking about calories you stop looking at nutrition labels you start focusing on how you feel like the, the ingredients behind what you're eating rather than like the calories, fat, protein, carbs. And it, it's it been so, it's been like a blessing for me because I used to be orthorexic, I guess. It's like when you're too structured or like you care too much about food, you won't eat anything bad. And so eighty has been a good balance for us.
2: You know what we need to discuss for a quick second, Michael? What, Lauren? The best thing ever.
0: What is it, sex?
2: No. no. Okay. It has to do with dogs.
0: Dogs. Yes, that's where I was going, Lauren. Yes. (laughs) DNA specifically for dogs. And that's why we want to talk about Embark.
2: Okay. So you can test your dog's DNA now. That's right. You can identify over 350 breeds, types, and varieties and screen for over 175 genetic health conditions to help your vet provide the best medical care for your dog. I don't know if you guys are like us, but my dog, both my dogs are my life. So to have this kit is insane. So if you have a new dog or you have an old friend, we have Pixie, she's 16, we have Boone who's six, you can just use an Embark breed and health test. And it's really the key to unlocking your dog's unique breed mix. It's all in one, it's so simple. It comes in this little box straight to your door and you can learn your dog's ancestry back to their great grandparents and match your dog's relatives. It's like a dog family tree.
0: You know, Lauren and I are on this show all the time talking about how important it is to take individual health care seriously and to, t- and to figure out what works for you individually as a person, identifying your DNA, what works, what doesn't. Why don't we do that for our dogs? We spend so much money applying these blanket policies to all of our furry friends. With this, with Embark, it really gets granular and you can figure out exactly what's going to work for your pet. You can talk to your vet about it. It's going to save you a lot of money up front. It's going to help identify what to do, what not to do.
2: So what we did was we tested both of our dogs and then we took the results to our vet and together we're making like a preventative plan for both of them. I just think why wouldn't you do this test for your dog? Anyway, this summer Embark has a limited time offer for just skinny confidential listeners. Go to EmbarkVet.com now and use promo code SKINNY to get $50 off your dog breed and health kit. So visit EmbarkVet.com and use promo code SKINNY to get $50 off today. EmbarkVet.com and use promo code SKINNY. What do you guys think the biggest difference when you with both of your weight losses was? Was it the blender bombs? Was it fasting? Was it practicing mindfulness? What was the like main thing that you look at?
1: She is pescatarian, okay. and I'm like, I strive to be mostly plant based, and then also I think, what else?
3: I mean, what made what made the biggest difference for me aside from fasting, of course, because I already sometimes wasn't eating that much in the mornings, and I think a lot of people eat less than they realize in the mornings, but it was the first meal that I was having instead of it being some really like greasy shitty food cuz I was starving. Even if you you want to have a burger right after, just have a blender bomb smoothie first. And even if you don't want it, just have it. I guarantee you you'll feel better and you might you still can have the burger, but you might eat a little less of it. And then over time, you start building these habits where you stop these cravings of this shitty food that is going to get in the way of your weight loss or whatever it is that you want. And you're going to start being like, oh, I'll, I'll just have a smoothie or I'll just have this. And it's these tiny incremental changes that made a huge difference for me because it took me almost a year to lose weight. But people noticed all of a sudden, you know what I mean? But it was a long buildup and like a long maintenance also. But people see it and they're like, oh, my God, what, what happened? Or like, you're so lucky. I'm like, what are you talking about? Lucky. You know, this has been going on. You just didn't know. So... And what about for you?
1: Well, another thing is I did, we both lost weight out of self-loathing at the beginning is how it was. Like we didn't like the way we looked. You we were going through a breakup. I just had gained a bunch of weight in college and I didn't know how to cope with it. And so we both started our weight loss in a negative mindset. And when we both were trying to lose weight with with that as our intention, like we're losing weight because we're not happy with ourselves, it didn't work. It was like a fluctuation. It was up and down. We never permanently lost weight. But once, once I changed my mindset to be I want to be healthier and like, I want to eat more plants. Oh, immediately I could start seeing results.
2: That is so interesting that you say that because I'm having this really big obsession right now with Dr. Joe Dispenza. And basically he says that as humans, when we wake up in the morning, our first thought of the day always goes to the negative. So like it could be, what did I say last night when I was drinking or you know, was I good at that dinner? Or shit, I have to do a conference call today that's an hour long. Like your brain automatically goes to the negative. So we was,
0: evolved to like look for danger, right? And survive. Okay. And so that that's why you looked at those things.
2: Yeah, so he just said that if you can know that your brain is going to go to the negative and switch it to a positive, it's a muscle that you can keep working. And so now when I'm I'm almost now observing my thoughts, so almost like outside of my thoughts being like, "Oh, that that I'm that's negative thinking. I need to switch it." Every single time I think a negative thought. So in the morning, I woke up this morning and I was like, Oh, I have to do this and, this and this and this and this and this and all these things and the baby and, and and I'm like no 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 hold on and I like reframe the whole thing. Next
0: time we start it's to practice. get in a fight, I want you to stop and observe <laughs> observe your thoughts while you're in My it. My thoughts you've are been 100. There's accurate. been some pretty when wacky behavior lately. Yeah,
2: there is wacky behavior when you're postpartum and you just gave birth to a baby. <laughs> I gotta call you out.
0: There's been there's been not a lot of observing of thoughts when we fight.
3: <laughs> I
2: want to hear the wacky behavior. What do I'm you do? a fucking whack job. Oh, I like, love right, it. Right I now. love that. No, uh, like tell me. Okay, first of all, when you're postpartum, you're you're not yourself i can't explain it like you're just not every like every little sound that he makes is like more annoying like closing the drawers oh the say. drawers oh, this, today he's opening the drawers. Well, get, the,
0: get the whisper drawers invest a little bit more what do we have what is that drawer no, you also we have? slam
2: the door like i'm just very sensitive to noise and sound but
0: let me now let me like, and
2: i also don't get why you have to turn the light on but the now morning. let me say I this like the mm-hmm. these mm-hmm.
0: Open. slams and these things she's talking about are just normal activities <laughs> that are not slams and not as if she's postpartum and she thinks that these are like the other day we got Got out of the elevator and I like stepped loudly when we got off, and she's like, "What? What are you bang?" I'm like, "I'm just walking normally." She's just hypersensitive right now. Yeah,
2: you're hypersensitive. It's it's really gnarly, and it's not
3: like I got a handbook on how to deal with postpartum.
2: Like if
0: everybody else in this room heard me shut the drawer, they're like, "Okay, you shut a drawer." Like, but for her, you know,
3: but it just, doesn't matter what what it really is. It, all that matters is how she perceives
1: it, <laughs> and right? then it's you exactly. doing it, no one else. Yeah.
0: I I don't think like, we you know, this is a you know I couldn't get away with this. I couldn't be like, well, you know, it's that time where I just you know my, my you brain. A baby. I know. I know that. That's why I look somebody. My
2: favorite thing ever, like ever, is when I was literally breastfeeding with a huge rash down my back after I just gave birth. Two days later. How about this? And you said you had a headache. How about this? I'll give <laughs> you. Oh my God, you get I the pass, flipped.
0: and I'll and I'll be like, okay, but yeah, but, it's like. So the Sometimes men get a little something. I he's joking. Something. I'm like... Maybe if we're hungover, like I get the same pass as when you're postpartum. The no, girls are going to write in so pissed you off. Know, you know, you but know. I want a little pass. I'm like, oh, maybe I have a headache today so I can act a little wacky and I can maybe be a little grumpy. No.
3: Michael, I think this is a cry for help.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> I what, think that's <laughs> what this, <laughs> If anyone's hey, listening. <laughs> this
0: entire fucking podcast is going to cry for help.
2: <laughs> Go date a guy. Like this is what you get with me. Take Honestly, it or leave
0: it. If I I like wouldn't mind it. I feel like it'd be a little easier in some senses. <laughs> okay, go
3: date a
2: guy.
0: Maybe the in my next. If this relationship doesn't work they, out, you
2: guys should fist each other.
0: <laughs> listen, I, I was thinking about what you're saying. You know, when you break up, you get in really good shape. And I haven't had a breakup, and we haven't been broke I up in eleven years. I probably get I probably get in, like <laughs> you really could just good sleep shape.
3: In separate yeah. beds. You guys both look great. I well, I really feel like you're I way too. I mean, you said things. yesterday you no, think no. that you're twenty pounds. I mean, that's.
0: That's She's too so hard
3: on herself. I do. I you do. have like BDD, like that's too much. That's I, might have, I
2: might have. I might have BDD. It's and again, living in LA,
3: it's doing it to you. Therefore, you need to move to Charleston with us.
2: I think so, so too. Michael know. can stay here since Charleston's too slow. He can stay in the fast. Did that offend pace. you when
0: I said that? No. I was wondering. Yeah. No,
1: it's, it's
2: slow. impossible but I'm to am this. No, yeah, impossible. Okay. It's, it's, it's it's Charleston is slower than yeah. L. A. Like, and that's
3: why we like it. Yeah,
2: honestly though, like my ranch that I'm getting, mm-hmm. no, I <laughs> that
0: you're you working towards. Listen, this is maybe this will be the offensive part. <laughs> um, I don't think I like slow, but I don't. I feel like the the services are slow. Like for example, Lauren went to go get a blowout one time there. And this is
2: literally my story. You take my stories, repackage them I'll as your you own, why and I tell them. I had them. to
0: suffer because Definitely. I had to wait. I had to wait, uh, okay, and it was okay. like it took so much longer than it does in other places. But I think
2: there's something beautiful about that. It's or, like it's like slow down. Everything is so so fast. Mm-hmm. It's
1: almost too fast. You're and like then life goes by so fast, and before you know it, it's I like, get it. Can you check no. But self, I mean, like, blink. listen. Like,
0: even if you talk about being in France, like there's it's a slower pace, but it's not slow. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Like mm-hmm. the people there are efficient in the service industry. <clears throat>
1: Oh, that's fine. That's the fake. Cough. Well, why were you waiting on her to finish her blowout? Why didn't because you entertain I was, yourself? She's
0: like, it'll take a few seconds. And I was like,
1: <laughs> well, that's your
2: first mistake. For but you know out. what I'm
0: saying? Like, it's there's a difference between like slow pace okay, and slow. Okay, then let's
3: move
1: to France. She makes up for by not I think it you, not you were showering. given the wrong
3: expectations on it taking a few seconds. Because if you say like it'll take an hour and a half,
1: <laughs> which is a little more realistic.
0: Yeah. Well, that's I, yeah. I think that's like. Yeah. My experience with with women in general, right? But just like in my wife specifically, it's like, hey, we'll be there in five, and then it's I feel like we are pretty low
1: maintenance. Maybe date Lauren, a guy
0: you think Lauren's is low that maintenance?
1: Wrong? She doesn't wash her hair. She doesn't shower. Taylor,
0: Taylor, get on the mic immediately. <laughs> you think Lauren Everts is low maintenance? I
1: know. I mean, uh, there's a lot that is high maintenance, but the goal of her being high maintenance in some aspects is so that she doesn't have to spend her mornings getting ready. Yeah.
2: What's efficiency? the What's the housewife say? I'm a riddle wrapped in an enigma or something.
0: <laughs> 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 Which one says that? Lauren is. You never know what I am. I the, 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 whenever we get into like a crazy fight, Lauren's like, "I'm leaving, and you're leaving, and I'm going to go somewhere else." And I'm like, "Listen, the next guy that gets you good <laughs> fucking luck, guy. Like this. This is not low she maintenance. She might be
1: expensive, but she does save time in the morning. No, not
0: even expensive. Just like there's a a lot, there's a lot to unwrap here, you know? I don't mean I mean, think I'm that
1: thank goodness she's not boring. I think no, you should be thankful that your wife takes care of herself. She's definitely
0: yeah. not boring. No, and I am thankful. Yeah. I'm married Do you- to a smoke show, but she is <laughs> not low maintenance. Okay, okay
2: I want to talk about business because you guys, I, I was saying you're both deceptively intelligent.
1: I would agree. I want to talk. Each, can you
2: kind of tell the audience, each of you, how you've built your business and maybe how you've lev- leveraged the show and how you started Blender Bombs? Like walk us through how, how you had the idea, how you started it, where it came from, the origin, all the stuff.
1: Okay, cool. So I started Blender Bombs when I was, how old was I? went in 2017. Yeah. 23, 22. I don't even remember. I just graduated college. I did the corporate world for three months and I cried Every day during lunch, I cried. I would call my boyfriend and cry. I was so miserable. I was chained to a desk, had to clock out to go to the bathroom. And I was only allowed to go to the bathroom like five times a day. It was horrible.
0: What? Is that even allowed with HR?
1: I didn't think so. I I like looked into sewing them because it was traumatic.
0: I don't think that's allowed.
1: I don't think so either. I'll mm. tell you the name of the company later. Yeah. We can hit him up. Put them I, on blast <laughs> right now. Tell I think them. that they're closing <laughs> their offices actually because of COVID, but they have thousands of employees. Anyway, so I that's when I switched to become a personal trainer because that's what i was doing in my spare time oh i gotta tell you the story of me getting fired <laughs> from the corporate job oh yeah oh this yeah. this is yeah. funny so it was a, a job where i'm a middleman between an insurance company and you know the employee of a big company just so that the employees don't have to directly speak to the insurance companies because who understands insurance companies to be honest nobody does so she was yelling at me this girl's yelling at me for something i couldn't control i said excuse me let me put you on a brief hold I put my headset on mute. I looked at my coworker. I said, this woman's being such fucking bitch. <laughs> and she goes, I can hear you. <laughs> and Helen got fired. And 30% of the calls get listened to. So I had a panic attack. I told my boss that I called someone a bitch. And then I got fired. That's when I became a personal trainer. Thank God. <laughs> and can I tell
3: a story about when you did first become a personal trainer and when you wanted to start Blender Bombs? Yeah. And I want anyone that's listening to this that's having doubts or that has somebody that is... Pseudo supportive but not fully supportive like that doesn't want you to follow your dreams or they say they do So it can be kind of confusing But Helen was dating somebody at the time who you know was a friend of mine and she said, you know I kind of want to start this this business and I want to I want to make these these blender bombs because she had been making them for all Of us and we were using them and so it's like, okay, maybe this needs to become a thing and he was like Helen you'll never make it. Are you kidding me? Like selling these small? things to put in your smoothies like that's so dumb and that's just a terrible idea you need to stick to your corporate job and she didn't listen to him and thank god because now blender bombs is a huge and extremely successful company and i'm just so proud of you that you didn't listen to that shit because (laughs) there are so many people out there that let people negatively influence them or scare them from making that leap and and you didn't Why, why do you think you didn't listen to him
1: um, going with my gut, I just knew that it was. I just knew. I went with my gut, and I had people texting me for them. So obviously there was a demand. I felt like a, a drug dealer with people coming to pick Bomb up blender dealer, bombs yeah. outside tell my apartment. Tell us market. about. Tell, dealer,
0: tell us about that. I think there's two. Like yeah. there's there's a time when it's like okay, you have a real conversation. We yourself and say like, does that person have merit? And then there's a time to identify like, hey, is this person passing their fear and insecurity onto me? Right? Like, and I think if that that's like, exactly You what have to distinguish between the two because I think there's there's. Productive conversations be having, like, hey, like maybe there's a hole in the business. There's not. You've obviously been very successful with this, but that's something, okay, like you can entertain. But then there's another world where what you're talking about, where there's someone that's being negative and just passing their insecurities and their fears it onto toxic. you. We needed to break up to...
1: long before that. <laughs> <laughs> he actually texted me last week asking if he could have he it, honestly, buy a blender from me that was signed with my name on he it. He sounds <gasps> like
0: a big pussy.
1: Yes, he is. He was evil. But anyway, so I started making these blender bombs for people. And my mom, for my birthday present in 2017, she took me to Costco, spent, you know, $150 on pecans, almonds, seeds, all these nuts and seeds that you can buy at Costco and dates. And then my dad bought my LLC. And was three hundred dollars, and we've been profitable ever since. Like, I had zero money at the time. I maybe had three clients that I was training. I had no money, but my parents gave me the, that three hundred dollars for the initial investment, and we've made it work. Just because I, I think I, I did kind of cheat a little bit at the beginning. I didn't. I lied about the weights of the blender bombs so when I was shipping them. I didn't have to pay the whole shipping label, which wasn't good. Love a little lie. <laughs> Love a little lie. <laughs> but listen, let
0: me let me. I think this is relevant to talk about for young people. So we have a lot of young people that listen. Like, what was the biggest downside at the time of your life if this failed. It didn't fail, but like what you already were. I was already poor. And I was
1: gonna continue being poor. <laughs> yeah, like I think
0: people get it fucked up where they they <laughs> are conservative in the beginning of their life and then take risks later. Like I was much more reckless when I was younger, still a little bit reckless, but now like as I have a kid and married and like have responsibilities to other people, it's not that I'm risk averse now because I'm still taking a lot of risks, but not as much as I did when I was younger. And I feel like when I was young, like what's the worst that happens is you just are still young and broke and like doing yeah. the same thing. I think that's the time yeah. to do it. People fuck up and they say, wait until you're older to do it. And that's why you see people have midlife crises and have yeah. all these problems. Like the yeah. time to take the risk is when you have nothing to lose.
1: And I didn't have these huge expectations. I just thought I was going to be rolling them in my kitchen, you know, making a couple hundred bucks every week, selling them to people. And then I started like sharing testimonials, reposting testimonials that people would text me. And it, it blew up. It just blew up. I started getting all these online orders. And Naomi, you posted about your weight loss. And it just continued blowing up. And we had a 64% like customer retention rate. So 64% of the people who are buying the product were coming back and it's still that high. Like our retention rate is so freaking high. What were some
2: of the testimonials that people are saying?
1: Weight loss, craving control, knowing that they're getting nutrients for their kids or people like who are on medication and they they aren't hungry. So then they know that they need to get these certain nutrients every day. So then they have it. They have the blender bombs.
2: I'm going to give one to Zaza.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, I'm going to. Do it. Let's see what she says. I'm just kidding. She can't talk but It's
2: okay. We communicate. communicate with our eyes yeah i bet you do
1: (laughs) i would love to communicate with zaza's eyes to be honest i think everyone can agree that zaza's got the best eyes.
2: michael thinks they're his eyes
0: no i I know i know they're not mine i know for sure what does he say when he
1: looks at her he's like oh there's me
2: Uh, yeah he's like oh there i am like like, there
0: there you are you beautiful me
2: (laughs) i love that i want to thank me and i want to thank me
0: have you ever seen that snoop dogg video where he's like i want to thank me for being me i want to thank me for putting in all this hard (laughs) work. It's like, like, I want to thank me for never giving in and just being me all the time.
2: so funny. I'm mean, gonna
1: text it to you yeah, guys. Yeah, please
0: it's do. Serious. That sounds it's like one familiar. Of the, he was like getting an acceptance speech and literally the entire time, all he did was thank himself. It was it was all time.
1: It reminds me of you. Was he being serious? He
0: well, yeah, I think he was joking, but I think he was also being serious. Like, That's
2: confusing. Okay, Naomi, tell us how you decided to start your company and talk to me also about, did you use the show to like content market? Like, did you know that you were going on the show to launch a business or did you not even think that far and you just decided when when you were on the show to launch it?
3: Yeah, no, so I, I definitely didn't think that. far because I didn't think it would be a very interesting facet of my life like to film you know we ended up filming at the office a few times but that was never really the idea how it actually happened was you know this is back in the day where people used like to know it a lot and things like that and somebody I think it was Landon actually that got me in touch with them and so made an account and all that and every time I would post something it would like do really well and I'm like wow people are really buying this stuff so that's that's so weird i would have never expected that and so and that was working and then after i got my nose done i was like pretty high on painkillers just in new york for two weeks bored out of my mind and i was looking at like to know it stuff i'm like god i wish i I could just directly sell these instead of making these small commissions and just only stuff it was supposed to just be stuff i wanted to wear i would just buy it and i work with we created labe with my friend Ginny, who was already in retail and she's been amazing and She's the one that's working at the office right now while I'm here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so it, it started out as that. And it was, we were buying not huge quantities, you know, just like kind of normal and started out profitable. But then when we started figuring out the model of let's sell really high quantities at a really low margin. So I know 100%, even if we buy from the same vendor or some other store, like 100% of the time, our price will be lower because no one else in the industry really, it's not worth your time to to make such a low profit. But if you're selling, you know, 2,000 of something or or more, then it makes sense. And so it's all these small little wins that we started having. And yeah, now it's just it like works on its own. It's been awesome. What has been like the main piece that everyone's obsessed with? We have like a couple a couple major sellers where we just buy out the manufacturer. Um, one is that scallop, dress you know it's this black and white dress oh i love that dress yeah yeah we've we've sold so So you would like it it. you know what you influenced
2: me to buy i just remembered this or i would have told you last night and i don't even know if you remember this you were at patricia's party it was like the last episode i think of the season and you were wearing these pearl earrings with fluff in the front of them oh my i got
3: so much shit for those from my friends they're like you you're wearing furry ears like they're they're so so cute (laughs) They're so chic. I love chic, those. I love and you those. were wearing an outfit that I think was from your company. Yeah, uh, we sold we sold a lot of that one too. It's, it was called the Galaxy jumpsuit. It was black and white, right? It was white and it had like tan lace or something. I don't I don't remember. You exactly, looked so
2: so major. <laughs> I just remembered that shit. I should have wow. worn the earrings last night you to dinner and not showed up. Bought the
3: earrings. Oh my god.
2: <laughs> I saw them. I like zoomed in. I'm like, cause you know I love
1: the detail. <laughs> no,
2: I like zoomed in. I was like, oh my god, what are those? They're so cute. Yeah. So anyone making fun of you, I thought they were adorable and I bought them.
1: She's done good. She's like really learned. Um, Velocity is the key. But also when you post pictures of yourself, like you've got this amazing physique. You're very efficient. People love seeing pictures of you and you in the clothes. This is what kills me about a lot of clothing companies. The main picture is of the, the clothing item on a rack or just it's not on a human. You've got to put the clothing item on a human to be able to sell it. Everyone wants to know how it flows. They want to know how it fits. It's so important. Even these big retailers, like I don't know if it's Shopbop or Revolver, these big retailers, don't have that as their main picture. I think
2: that's why something Navy does so well with her clothing line is you can all you always can see it on her, so you can see what what you're dealing with.
1: Yeah,
2: it totally makes people more inclined to buy. Speaking of kind of that and going with that theme, what is you guys' social media strategies
3: <laughs>
2: when it comes to None. business? Business. <laughs> no. business,
3: yeah. So. So I don't even run LeBay's social anymore because I don't think that I have a good enough eye. I'm, I think I'm too old. I don't know. But so we have a girl, our marketing girl, Maddie. She she runs it and she, you know, every week gets her, her theme down. She's very cohesive with what she posts and consistency is really the best advice. I mean, just like with you and, and with you, just staying consistent and putting out honest content.
1: Yeah. Everything after that is just... Have you ever read the book, Aesthetic Intelligence?
0: I have it. It's just, um, actually, no, Thomas recommended it to that's me. That's
1: who recommended it to me, too. Yeah,
0: Lauren, you ha- I gave it to you to read it. So Lauren has it right now. I already
1: was reading it butt-naked when I was drooping. Oh,
0: <laughs> but no, I heard it's, I heard it's phenomenal, but I have not yet read it.
1: Yeah, I need to, because Julia was saying that that's one of the reasons why she started Gal Meets Glam and did it the way that she did, was because of that book. But I think um, for social media, for me, what I found most successful is always answering who, what, when, where, why, and how you know, probably within three different posts so that it's not a super long caption, but you always wanna answer your customer's questions before they have to ask them and wait on you to reply. That way, you know, everyone wants to buy something all of a sudden. Like when you saw Naomi wear those fluffy earrings, you knew where to buy them, you bought them. if you didn't know where to buy them, you wouldn't have bought them, probably. Hold on, I actually didn't know where to buy the fluffy yeah, earrings. I, I, say, had I don't to think I told
2: scour that. the internet.
1: It took like an hour. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, besides that, yeah, the who, what, when, where, why, how to me is really important. I get so mad when someone tells me something and I can't find the answer to it. Like I don't want to have to ask someone to answer it for me. Just tell me before.
2: I think also there's something like going off what you're saying, but also maybe a little bit disagreeing. I think yeah. there also is something though. About having someone discover it on their own. True. Does that make sense? Like, instead of you telling them about it, they actually go and find it, seek it out, and find, like, f- how I found these earrings on this random site. Like, I felt like I did it. <laughs> So I think like if you mix the two together, like the mystery with what you're saying, the who, what, where, and, and
0: mix it that's together, true. people are intrigued. Well, it's like a combination of not shoving something down exactly. someone's throat, but also making it where they have to do a little bit of their own research. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's where people get in trouble selling online is they make it too mm-hmm. selly. And, yeah, too ind- and then then people feel... That's influencer
3: culture. Like yeah. people are just used to getting stuff shoved down their throats constantly. And now I feel like... I mean, as a as a company, and I mean, LeBay spends $0 marketing, but I think for other companies it's necessary to have an ad budget, but I would not, I mean, the few times we have tried influencer marketing with people that, you know, had a ton of followers, and Helen is the same way, it, it didn't work because these people are sell- overselling, and so people stop listening after a while, and it's not, so if it's not something you're really using, wearing, Eating every day, people can tell, you yeah. know, they know, and they're not going to buy it. It's not, or you might have like a few stragglers, but it's not a long term. Yeah. strategy at all. It, like,
2: has to be seamlessly integrated into your life and, you act, like, you just said, you actually have to be using it. And yeah. if you're not using it, just don't even talk about it because yeah. people can smell it.
1: hundred yep. percent. And
2: I really think that you should now go source those Pearl Fluffy earrings and sell them. <laughs> so you, you know, know
3: what? What? Where did you find them? Because I got them I'm, from I'm, a Chinese website for, like, 50 cents. Exactly <laughs> yeah. where I found them on a Chinese website. <laughs> I'm dying.
2: Mine were eleven ninety nine. I think, though. <laughs> oh, that
3: sucks. I yeah. think mine were, like, a dollar or less, I found like,
2: them, them on a Chinese website. I googled, yeah. like, pearl big stud furry earrings <laughs> normally big blonde hair um do you guys know that site it, yeah. like sources reality cl- yeah, yeah uh tv people's clothing has it but she didn't have it up there okay so
1: i'm learning so much i feel like i'm getting cultured
2: <laughs> so what are you going to do next with the show are you are you done with it is it over there's no like going back in any capacity
3: yeah i don't think so i think that you know, I'm I'm so thankful for what the show gave me because it does open a lot of doors and there are a lot of advantages. But then it comes a time where, when the good doesn't outweigh the bad anymore, where it's time to walk away. And I, p- personally, I feel like I walked away at the time that was right for me. And that's how Cam and Chelsea feel too. And you know, other people that aren't ready to, to walk away and want to keep doing it, that's that's their prerogative. And I'm very supportive of that. I still love most of the people. You know, on who do there. You not Ka- love. <laughs> I mean, I feel kind of bad saying, but yeah, to be honest, I think that I, I can say I have a strained relationship with Catherine because I struggle with her filming strategy, I guess. But everyone else, I mean, you know, I love Whitney, I love Pat, I even I get along fine with Craig and and Shep. I saw him just the other day, you know. So I have a relationship with pretty much everybody except for for Catherine. I would say,
2: will Shep get married?
3: No, never. Why? I really don't think so. Never. I don't know. I just don't think it's,
1: what's wrong I don't with think it. it's for that's him. That's
2: okay though. Guess yeah. what? Why
0: do so many people care if he gets married? I don't. I'm yeah. just
3: asking
2: because I feel like a lot of people have that question. I actually don't give a shit if he never gets married. In fact, <laughs> I hope he doesn't get married. If someone oh, doesn't want to get married, if I wasn't married to you, I wouldn't be married.
0: Well, that's true. I mean, I've oh, set the bar cute. I've set the bar so high for you, Lauren. You can't. I, I get that. I get that. No, sentiment. I
2: just wouldn't want to be
1: married. Like, I don't know.
0: No, I mean, I, yeah, I, I get it. But I, th- I th- like so many people are so concerned with that guy getting married. Like I sometimes, know. It, you know, sometimes people just I aren't think meant people want to
1: fix things. People want to
2: make the impossible possible. But maybe it's not, maybe it's not broken. Like yeah. maybe his way is like, fine. It's like, why do you have to do what everyone else wants do to do? W- I
0: do wonder about some of the guys. Like I wonder what the long-term strategy is. Sometimes when I watch those guys. Listen, I don't know them. So who knows? <laughs> they're going to get mad, but they're probably only listening listen to this anyway. <laughs> but um, like, I wonder like what the strategy is. Because like, I think there is something to be said about leaving a party early, any party. Like you never want to be the last person at the bar or the last person at the party. So it's something... Good to be said about jumping off the ship before it crashes, like yeah, yeah. And you've done it in a way where you have a long-term strategy, now where you've built a business and a following and a platform that can be sustainable. But like for some people, not just for uh, Southern Charm, but for other shows, you see these guys and like and girls, and you're like, what the hell's the long-term strategy here?
3: The strategy is there is no strategy for for most people. And that's why you do hear about so many, you know, reality stars when all of a sudden, I mean, if the show gets canceled, that's the network's decision. or That's just because...
0: And that's what I hate.
3: Yeah. We were talking about this last night, kind of cancel culture and, and how you want to be able to build something that can't be taken away from you. And the rug can't be ripped out from under you overnight. But that's kind of the position that a lot of people are and so a lot of reality stars once their shows end they end up kind of in these weird washed up situations or super depressed and really struggling with their identity because they identified so much of their self-worth with a show and getting this kind of fake attention from these fans that then you know they think really care about them but all of a sudden just move on to the next thing because that's how it works you know so yeah the strategy is there is no strategy for for some people but then you know i mean i even i think like Patricia has her caftans and I think Craig's doing well with his pillows and, and Cameron is in the process of writing a book, you know, and she would be fine either way. But Chelsea bought her own salon and she's working on um, her own hair care line and stuff. There, there's a lot going on. There's just some people, you know, don't feel the need right then and they don't really have the vision to be like, I got to figure something out for when this is over cuz this it will end. Eventually. You know what it also
0: applies to and I keep saying this on this podcast is like if you're like say an influencer or creator that's so reliant on like Facebook or Instagram or YouTube same thing can happen. Right. You know it's like, a bit it, literally it, same it is thing. it
2: is with reality stars sometimes when you don't have a strategy a bit astronaut syndrome. It is. It's like it's like going viral as an influencer. You go viral and then what happens when you you go you go to 2 million followers and then you come down to earth and you get depressed because you're not on that high anymore.
0: People should study what happened to actors and actresses in the sixties, seventies, eight and models, sixties, seventies, eighties, nineties, and see like there's a very small percentage that actually stretches through the decades and stays successful. I mean, you keep Mm -hmm. hearing about them, so you just think it's for everybody. But for every like one One you know, Brad Pitt or Leonardo DiCaprio or you know, Jennifer Anderson or something like that, there's, you know, thousands of people that started and had a little bit of steam and then are just gone. You don't hear about them ever again. I think the same you'll see the same thing happen with reality television stars, with influencers, with like anybody that's great. Like you have to be able to, you have to focus on a long-term strategy that builds some protection around and Mm -hmm. builds a platform that people can't take away from you.
3: Exactly. And, and also laying down the, the proper foundation where, you know, you, you do keep, no matter how attention how much attention whatever show you're on gets or whatever you're doing gets you need to keep nurturing those relationships that you've had before so you know your old friends and and make the effort to text them back make the effort to go see them because they're the ones that are going to still be there for you instead of all these people that are just kind of like these leeches you know and and i, I was telling helen the other day that's something i'm struggling with now because people that I used to think I was a good judge of character and there are a few people in my life where I realized maybe they were elite, maybe they weren't, I'm not sure. And so that can be kind of hard and I'm sure that happens to a lot of people that you know.
0: Do you think like when you quit the show you had some people that were hanging around thinking maybe they were going to get on the show and then you're off and now those people bail on you or like they're not around anymore, is that what you're referencing here?
3: Kind of, yeah. But in Charleston, you know, nobody cares about the show, like nobody. And so, and I'm lucky. They don't? Not really, no. It's all people I mean we forget uh, really about the show until you go to an airport and stuff and then people start coming up to you and you're like, oh shit yeah okay <laughs> like, but in Charleston people yeah. are like yeah oh, whatever because you you know them all you know so they're like, oh that's just Chep, that's just so-and so it doesn't matter.
1: I didn't watch it till you were on it.
3: Thanks, Helen.
1: <laughs> no, I really didn't. I did, did not even like strike my mind. I, I'm gonna spend well. You time watched it on this support. Yeah yeah, 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 absolutely.
2: You and Patricia, though, have been masterminds with what you guys have done. Like Patricia to do that caftan line was is so genius. How she's content marketing. Like she's She, right. she wears a caftan. Like you you know it. Like it's a trademark. She's with her martini. Yep. I think she should come out with like a whole martini <laughs> shaker situation.
3: I think she should too. So, she she really has such a specific style and she lives, eats and breeds it. You know, that is her. She is not pretending anything like that. No, she has her egg coddler with her newspaper.
2: Holder. That was okay. one of the more
0: fun <laughs> interviews we've done when we went over there and like. She's so entertaining. How
3: beautiful is her house? It's
0: beautiful. And honestly, it's she, in she's an I extremely know. intelligent woman. She right, is. And I think like, yeah. you know, obviously that's seen on the show, but like there's obviously a lot of strategy that's gone into not just what she's doing now, but throughout her entire life. Her and Whitney. You she know, first of
3: all, have you guys read her book? I actually haven't and I I need to so good
2: she taught me what potpourri I need to be having (laughs) I have her her orange bitters potpourri in my house like she talked about sheets she talked about you know like etiquette tips are you a wifey
1: now? eh,
2: I'm like (laughs) I'm like you know we're getting there like she, <laughs> coasters that you should have like she, her book is very very thoughtful and well written
1: I can see you being like her in a few years Not I have a, few, a question <laughs> I want to
2: know about something that rhymes with Ramos Radenal
3: <laughs> did I say it's oh, up, right? oh, he oh, just I had know. another baby
2: is he off the show? mm-hmm
3: yeah are you were you happy when he's off the show? yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, well, just because what a know, wild character
0: though for television. Crazy.
3: He truly was reality TV gold. I mean,
0: people like him don't exist. Yeah, that was that was wild. That's what got me into the show. That's I'll be what honest. got him. In. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was like, I okay, it. another reality. And then I saw that guy. I was like, what the fuck's going on here?
1: Yeah, He's crazy. I'm like scared when I see him in person walk around Charleston. And I run the other way. Why? I don't know. I just am like scared.
2: Is, so you like see these people walking around Charleston? It's a yeah. small town, huh? Yeah, it's small. Oh yeah, all the time. And Is he like getting a blender bomb smoothie? And
1: Absolutely not. What if he walked
2: in and tried to order?
1: I would walk out. You would walk out? Uh
0: T-Rav's not not allowed to have blender bombs?
1: No, I mean, he can if he orders them online. There's a map (laughs) of Charleston and it's called
3: like the T-Rav ban zone where it's like all these restaurants are highlighted in red where he's been banned and he's not allowed to go. Because just, he got too drunk? Yeah, or because he's done something Angry. or offended someone or done, because something, some incident has happened, and so these restaurants have been like, okay, we're going to just make a map to show where he's not allowed.
2: His friend JD is a little oh, I hate excited, that guy. too, huh? He's, I hate he's, Yeah, he's, whew, that's a tough crew. Yeah,
1: yeah. he's scary. They're I don't, don't even know if there's still... Him turn. So like how how many times have we been walking down the street and oh there's Thomas Rellmanell fighting someone? There he is yelling at some girl like he's just angry. All What's the time. wild
0: about is about some of the behavior that is allowed? Like they would like if people were behaving like that in L. A. Like they would it just wouldn't happen. Not that L. A. is this like golden place. Like I mean, I, 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 people I, are
2: doing other things in L. A. <laughs> that like pretending could, to eat I, pasta. I, last I don't night. plan on being here for like too this. long, but you know,
0: <laughs> uh, and there's other wacky things. But I just feel like some of the behavior that these guys get away with in the South, like it just you couldn't. Get away with it, it here. Why saying, is you know, that? We're, we're ending
3: that, Why do we that, let though. them we're get not, away with it? Yeah, we're, that's not... They really don't get away with it any, anymore. Again, like, so many... Even rest, like companies have been together to be like, we don't let it's these done. pieces of shit in here anymore. And, I mean, I haven't seen or heard anything about JD in a couple years. I don't even know where he is, and I I don't care, too. No, I to, forgot but, about him. Yeah. I mean, he... You know, Thomas got accused of some sexual harassment stuff, and then JD also did. And so when we, when we were filming like, I don't know, a few years ago, and I said something to JD because I was really close to his wife, we already knew, like, we had heard rumors that all this stuff had happened. And so, but we couldn't really say it on the show because, you know... Maybe.
0: It shouldn't have been allowed to fly before, but now I think yeah you one...
3: can't cheat in two thousand twenty without getting
2: caught. If you're no. going to cheat, assume you're going to get caught. Yeah, period. Absolutely. So like
3: that's that's the bottom line. If you want to cheat, go cheat, but you're going to get caught. Oh, I mean, and girls look out for each other so much. Like when I I was out of town pretty recently, and Matul, two of his best girlfriends who I love were out with him in Charleston. And they were, like, all but assaulted by this group of girls, these little 21, 22-year-old girls that went up to them. They're like, where's Naomi? And Matul was like, these are just my friends. Like, she's out of town. They're like, well, they're whores. Where's (laughs) Naomi? And they sent me DMs on Instagram telling me. And Matul was, like, you know, telling me, this just happened. I'm really scared. These fans, like, really have your back. I'm just kind of concerned
0: <laughs> well i like i think you know like tell I, the new york story i don't I'll tell you a minute. i don't like that. There's like listen we give up some privacies with social and everything but i also yeah. think it's a good thing because there's a lot of bad behavior that people men and women have been guilty of that just can't fly anymore like you can't like people are going to call you out you're not going to hide i i don't get these guys that slide into dms and think that like nobody's ever going to see them or like send pics like yeah. it's so you know what i love about it is you could just fully like be yourself and as long as it's and then throw it all out there and yeah. as long as you're like being a good person it's fine but if you're a shitty person and you're trying to hide it like it will come out maybe not Mm -hmm. today maybe not tomorrow but it's going to come out
1: two things about charleston that i think should be noted one it is the only city that i've ever come across where girls are so extremely supportive of each other that it's it's makes me like want to cry thinking about how supportive girls are of each other there and then two (laughs) the lack of capable men in that city (laughs) is astonishing true we should ship weston out there yes we got a line of girls waiting yeah Lesson should go out there. there.
0: Isn't there a lot more women over there than men?
3: Yeah, it's like six to one is the ratio. Though, I mean, so they say, you know. We feel very blessed to have met awesome guys. Yeah.
0: Well, actually, yeah. it's not as slow as I thought it was.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on that note,
2: <laughs> yeah, you and Weston should go out there and see what happens.
0: Okay, so if it doesn't work out, that's like that's a designated area for can me. Can you the- tell
2: them your New York story? Yeah, but yeah, I want to tell, tell. Lauren
0: and I do this thing where we like do this. It's not like a fantasy. It's just like a fucked up thing we talk about <laughs> where we say like if we ever split ways, like, we try to carve out areas on the map, like I on have globe. France. No, you can't have all France. <laughs> you yeah. can have areas.
2: I have. I all showed. France. I showed you. I don't give a okay, shit. I have. But France. we see we
0: do these carve outs. like, Okay, well, like you can go there and I can go here, but we like.
2: I'll take Aspen. Hopefully. Mm.
0: No, you can't take all the good mm. places. You have to have some <laughs> shitty places, too.
2: You can go to Oregon. You can have,
0: you can have <laughs> Not Tucson. Not I don't
2: love Oregon. I don't, you don't need to DM me, but he can have Oregon.
0: <laughs> you can have Tucson. There's some beautiful places in Oregon. Bend, Oregon. But you can have uh, Tucson. I
2: guess you can have Antarctica. Yeah. <laughs> That's
0: what happened so in of you. Yeah, Oh, what no. Happened? I mean, same type of thing with your with your boyfriend. It was like I was sitting in this. <laughs> I was actually with Weston, and we were sitting, and I was like, hey. there's. I was telling Lauren, like, there's these people. I feel like they're staring at us. And there's,
2: No, 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 no. You text me. You go, we are at the bar. No, I. And these girls are staring at us. They're no, staring no, at me. No, no. At
1: you were West End? No, that he makes you thinks sound, they're
2: hitting on him. No, no, Go no. no. On.
0: That makes you sound like. I, no, I was. It was just weird. Like they were blatantly staring, and I was like, "This is weird." So I talked Lauren about it. But it turns out that they were staring, but they were reporting to Lauren. They were like, "Okay, I see him That's here. Beautiful. He's here. <laughs> he's with his guy friend. Don't worry, he's not doing anything." And I was like, "Okay, can't yeah. mess around."
1: No
2: one was I looking at that. you for any other reason other than to tell me. So don't get any ideas. I
0: literally texted you that it was happening. So it's not like I was like sneaking around.
2: Okay, what? are some productivity hacks that you guys do do you have any hacks like do you listen to a podcast while you fold the laundry what a good
0: transition Lauren. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well i, I want to know productivity hacks we've had enough right. of you
1: do you know anything about human design okay i love human design think about it like the enneagram but um the enneagram is more personality right yeah so human design is, I would say, about productivity and about how you work best. And it's super woo-woo. but yeah, we call
3: this Hans woo-woo 20% stuff.
1: 20% woo-woo, 80%, you know, I'll read studies and make sure it's it's legit. But you you, it's a website called jovianarchive.org or .com. And you enter your date of birth, the city you were born in, the time you were born. And it puts you into, like, these five categories. And I am a projector. And so... I'm most productive when I only work three or four hours a day, whereas Naomi's a generator. And majority of the people in the world, like 70% of the population is a generator. You can either be a manifesting generator or a regular generator, and they're the type of people who have, I would say, more energy. So, and whether it's with work or life, but you're you're always doing something, you're always cleaning, you're always doing your hair, or you're always
0: <laughs> Always doing my hair. You're
1: always doing something. And I could not be happier just sitting here watching like a bird fly out the window. And working really my ass off for like three or four Where hours. Where do you a go day. and take
0: this test? Is it a site?
1: It's online. We can do it for sure. Yeah, yeah. I want to wanna know what both of you guys are. Yeah, but that I would be really so, interesting. Well, there's
0: four types, right? I think someone's talked yeah. about this on the show before. What in the past and not oh, in detail. Uh,
2: you're right. Garrett McNamara's wife.
0: Yes, that's. Exactly. I love it. Right. I
1: swear by. I so I use it for all my employees. Um, I have them all do the test, and that way I see like how productive they are. If they would rather work from home, or if they need to be like surrounded by people a couple of days a week, and it's worked flawlessly. And so for the first part, when I first started getting into it, I had Scott. I did the test for Scott because we worked together too. And I got his birthday wrong. So I was like treating him like a generator, like like <laughs> having these high expectations and he just could never do it. But once I started realizing he was a projector like me, my whole mindset changed about his projector What are the four again?
0: There's the generator
1: a man passenger generator reflector which is only 1% of the population and Naomi's best friend is reflector it was really exciting too, What is a ref- say. what's
0: what's reflector again what is the characteristics
1: They so they have to make decisions big decisions like every new moon cycle so I make decisions instantly and Naomi has to sleep on it
0: I'm I have
2: to sleep on it just too. just one night
1: though I have like, to sleep on it
2: Yeah one night and then I make the decision But
1: this is like buying a house like I need to sleep on it one night it's not like random little decisions but yeah, you know decisions I know like Im- immediately and then yeah. there's projector yeah, that's yeah. it. Is there anything else I'm forgetting? I I don't can't think wait so. to see what you are. Yeah, and so what's crazy is when what's I was in- What's the site in... where you do
0: it? I'm going to have Taylor pull it up because I just want to look at it. Taylor- yeah.
1: JovianArchive.org or it's JovianArchive.com and it's with a J. But when I was in Big Sur in November, I walked into this little smoothie cafe, I was there by myself doing some work and Scott um, was driving the coast and Ann walks Emma Watson and there's no one else in there but Emma Watson, her hairstylist and like two other people. And they come they sit. There's probably eight tables in there. And they come and they sit at my table. So obviously, I'm eavesdropping on their conversation. <laughs> and they were talking about something super woo-woo. So I interjected. I was like, have you guys heard of human design? <laughs> and they were like, we actually just left Sedona last week. We did a week-long seminar, or like a this something one. in. Yeah, that's it. So you would click on get your free chart. They'd just done like a week-long thing on human design. And she's a projector, too, like me.
0: Oh, we're going to do this. We're going to do,
1: this do test. it. The test. How long does it take to do 10 seconds. Do you know what time of day you were yeah, born? Yeah, let's do it. Oh, let's do it. Here you I don't go. know
0: what time of day I was born. Well, that's I mean...
1: important. You got to ask your mom. <sighs> do you know, Lauren? I know what time I was born. Oh, right, let's do, let's it, for do Lauren. it. Let's do it for Lauren. Get your free chart. And then you have to do it in military time. So you can just write What Lauren. time were you born, Lauren? I was born at 3.19 a.m. Okay, right, so it's 3.19. So name and then.
0: All right, Taylor, run, the, run through this. So it's her name. Obviously, don't need to tell you that, Taylor.
1: <laughs> Did you see how quick this person <laughs>
0: is? What's going on back there? Are you using your fist to bang the keys? <laughs> Is this your
1: birthday in here? You're feeling a little fisty. So I'll walk you through it. You can write Lauren as the name. <laughs> it's L A
2: U. Is the computer
0: frozen? What's going R- on? I don't, I
1: don't what
2: You're on wait, name. No wait.
0: Oh, oh, look okay. at what we're seeing on the <laughs> on screen though, Taylor. Is this thing not working? Look at. It. We can't even see anything. Oh, I don't
1: know why it's not working. Oh, there we go. It's okay. It's, it's,
2: it's it's a Let's last. not write my last name. That's like we don't need to do that. Don't you need
0: it? No. no. Let's not give the deep web. can do a nickname. Why
2: don't you write my social?
1: so what's your birthday
2: Five twenty one eighty six.
1: so you would put 21 for the day
2: i didn't know this was going to take like like just dripping as slow as molasses <laughs> i just thought
1: this was like a quick thing taylor
0: what are you doing back there i'm typing don't
2: look at that that <laughs> thing's lagging i'm at hour and then close you're... out <laughs> close out pornhub in the corner
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah what are you, are you doing are you ruining all the servers here beating Dillon? your meat <laughs> no i'm on
1: hour it's, and I'm zero three for, for the hour. hour oh you're on hour zero three Yep. zero three in, in what minute, minute?
2: 19 19
1: and then country you're gonna type in us where we born
2: usa denver
1: so type in usa dash colorado and it'll pop up and then for the city just write denver yeah okay denver. here it goes that's oh, all it is wait, what? what do you think can you predict projector
0: is that the most common or
1: like a or a generator but i don't know i think I reflector think dude i'm gonna freak out you're the one percent you're the one percent
2: what does that mean?
1: Of the world? That of course. is so exciting. Of can, we, course. can we read about it, and it? Okay, this makes me so happy. You have no idea. Who I is a reflector that we know? Um, your friend, which one? Of course,
0: room. you're in the 1%, Lauren, of the horses. reflectors. Oh,
1: Jamie. Yeah.
3: Oh, oh so you're a weirdo, kind of. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh,
1: you yeah, can so take on weird. anyone else's energy. So you're... Oh, this, like, is, this is me. This Everything's yeah. white. Everything's clear. So I have like five or six felt in. But yours is um, empty. So who you're with, you'll take on the energy. That's why you have to be super, super protective. That's oh. why you get so exhausted. God, that's that's That literally is me. Oh, you get so tired. Yes.
2: That's so interesting. But I do take on people's energy. You can't compare
1: yourself to anyone else. Like, that's one really important thing is you can't compare your morning wait, what routine or what here here you're eating to What are we reading here, though? I
0: can't tell what I'm
2: else. reading here.
1: I know because I have to explain it to you.
2: Yeah, she has to explain it.
1: Yeah. So let's see. Scroll up a little bit.
0: Well, this is much more complicated than I thought. Scroll
1: up. I know. I'll send you some of the Instagram things about it. So Enough about me. What do you, you think not... about me? Wait a whole <sighs> lunar cycle. So you got to wait 28 Stop days. Stop looking at me. Look at me. <laughs> <laughs> your profile 6'3, which is what my profile is. I don't even remember, but there's probably like nine different profiles. And your disappointment. So mine is frustration, and I think Naomi's is anger. So when things aren't going right, I get super frustrated. Naomi will get angry, and yours is disappointment.
3: <laughs> Great.
1: Yeah, I know. yeah, I'm not mad at you. We'll I'm just talk about this later. Okay. <laughs> Michael's ecstatic. Can Wonderful. I text you a picture of Michael's later tonight? Yeah, this makes me so happy. Why? You're one percent. That's so cool. It's very rare for anyone in their whole life to meet a reflector really yeah You're and so here's one. what's crazy is i've maybe asked 15 people to ever take this test and three of them have been reflectors i bet
2: you zaz is a reflector i told michael the uh-huh. other day yeah. i said i just want to tell you about this baby i said this baby is very sensitive to energy he doesn't believe me i'm no, like I believe you. i'm telling you for her whole life she's going to have to be protective of her energy because i watch her and people drain her energy they take her energy
1: yeah does it like explain so much about you? Oh, I, I mean, <laughs> I don't know if this is is this like real? Is this true? I think it is. I think it's hundred percent real. But that's Michael's me just pissed going on with the my point.
0: Point. Even if it's not, she's gonna run with it now for yeah. the rest of her life. She's gonna say, <laughs> she's one percent of whatever.
1: Michael, so, <laughs> I'm, I'm like. exhausted. But okay, <laughs> <it's>, I've been <laughs> reflecting. I think it's cool because I haven't asked that many people to take the test, but it's. It's like a certain person who I'm like, I know this will resonate with them. And for three out of the 15 to be reflectors when 1% of the population is a reflector, that's that's pretty cool
2: wow. to me. Sorry, Michael. DBJ, motherfucker. <laughs> well, DBJ. I don't know if you need to,
0: I mean, maybe it's a good thing for me. I don't know.
1: What is your best piece of
2: advice that each of you can leave our audience with? Like something that, that you look to a lot, like maybe a mantra or just maybe something your dad taught you. What's your best
3: piece?
1: Life is a game. God, that's so much better than what I was gonna say. <laughs> you
3: like, got it. Is that is that yours? Because I I feel like I don't know. I have a couple. Oh. But I can't choose.
1: So. Okay, well,
2: well why she's thinking of her couple, can you tell us why life is a game? Because just give us a little background on that.
1: <laughs> yeah, so we talked about this last night, everybody. But when I was in Costa Rica, I think it was two years ago, it was my first time ever going out of the country. I was with Scott and we did ayahuasca. So it was an awesome ceremony. We had the shaman, we held the whole works. It probably took about ten hours and before i went to costa rica i was talking to a girl who i was working with as my life coach and i told her i was really interested in ayahuasca i had never really thought about it before i talked about it i actually heard about it first on y'all's podcast she was like okay well you know if you're gonna do ay- ayahuasca costa Rica is a great place to do it i wouldn't recommend doing it in america she didn't know anybody i'm sure there's some great people but she didn't know anybody and so when we get we were staying at uh, this starts with an age. it's in Nosara, costa rica it was amazing but it was the off season there weren't that many people there and we met these two girls, and they had just done ayahuasca the night before. I don't know how it came up, but it came up, probably because they knew I was like twenty percent woo woo. <laughs> and I was like, "I'm gonna do it." And so I paypal this woman, you know, six hundred dollars. And Scott and I drove up that night with these two girls to a shaman's house, twenty minutes in the mountains. And I walked in, and it was this beautiful room. There was fifteen or twenty different mattresses laying, and this shaman kind of went through this whole two-hour ceremony to get us in the right headspace to do the ayahuasca. She was very, very particular about the details, about what she was saying, all the instruments she was playing. Scott said he was freaked out, but I loved every second of it. So <laughs> this shaman goes around, gives everyone the first dose of ayahuasca, and she asks if everyone's like happy if they're feeling it. I couldn't feel it. So I ended up getting four rounds of ayahuasca, which is crazy. And I was expecting to have this huge moment where like, you know, I spoke to one of my grandparents or I just figured out my life's purpose or anything like that. But I think I was looking too hard for something. What I got out of it and what kept coming to me over and over again during the 10 hours was that life is just a game. So I'd take that and I'd run with it. I just don't, we don't take anything too seriously. It's not worth it. It's not worth the cortisol. (laughs) Life is a game. Life is just a game.
2: Naomi, what's yours?
3: God, I mean following that up is hard. But I think I think the number one thing I've learned in the last probably two years or since I've been working on my own is that whatever you whatever you want out of your life and whatever it is that you want to project of yourself, even if you don't believe it yet and but you you know, you just kind of fake it till you make it, people will project it back to you and then you'll start believing it. And so I think it's so important, even if you don't feel confident or you don't truly believe in yourself yet, to at least convince yourself or pretend at first and then eventually that muscle will start to believe that you know what you're doing is important and you then all of a sudden you've created your own kind of destiny or your own job and your own life in realizing that you you almost you know you came this close to waiting on other people to do it for you when really all you had to do is do it yourself
1: I want everyone to do everything for
3: me (laughs) but you know what I mean like
2: if that isn't the theme of this podcast create your own future all these people we've had on like you guys you you've totally fit with the theme of creating your own future you guys have both done that in a beautiful way so you where can everyone find you separately pimp yourself out tell us like the websites like if you want to do any discounts go ahead whatever you want to do
3: yeah, you can go first. Oh, yeah. So my like Insta, my Insta is uh, Naomi <laughs> Olindo. <laughs> There's an E at the end of Naomi. The website for, for my company is shoplabay.com. It's shop L-A-B-E-Y-E. A lot of uh, people pronounce it labai or labia, like whichever <laughs> works for you. That's fine. <laughs> and then yeah, we'll do a discount. We'll do, let's, do, I don't know, 25% off code skinny.
1: Perfect. Yeah. And your Insta handle is at shoplabay too. Yes. You got to look at your Instagram because... The clothes look really good on her. (laughs) Yeah, the the Instagram
2: is so good, you guys. You can see the clothes in action.
1: Yeah. And then um, my personal is at Hush Up and Hustle. And then the business is at Blender Bombs. And the website's blenderbombs.com. And same thing, we can do 20% off code skinny. Well, yours is 25, 20.
2: That's amazing. If I lived in Charleston, I feel like we would hang well, out. We'll come back next time. We come measure. back. Yeah. We got to do. I, gotta, I, might, I might move. You, you guys, guys have to reflector. come stay with us. I'm a reflector. Well,
0: last yeah. time, you know, we just kind of hit all the the bars and ran around and did a bunch of debauchery. No, I was pregnant.
1: We, <laughs> our neighbors. We live right next to your other friends, and yeah. so we all live in the same area. So you really guys should come. It's so fun. Not in the summer; it's too hot. But the fall's good. What's we the will? best time to
0: come? Like October, September, yeah. October. Come,
1: come in October. Yeah. Okay. We're going. You
0: know, we're going to be over that way during that time I mean we done. don't need your whole life story okay. it's well done. you told me your life story <laughs> Love
3: Thank you guys
2: so much for coming on. Come back anytime.
1: Thanks, guys. Thanks for
3: having us. Bye.
2: Fun little giveaway here before we go. We are giving away a three-pack of Blender Bombs. They are so good. You are going to want them in your smoothie. All you have to do is tell us your favorite part of this episode on my latest Instagram at The Skinny Confidential. There's so many gems in this episode. I know it's probably going to be tough. I picked up so many tips. Uh, and we will drop into your inbox and pick one of you to win the Blender Bombs. I think you're going to love them my favorite flavor is the acai as always we really appreciate when you guys show love for the show rate and review the podcast on itunes it takes five seconds and it's super easy we'll see you on tuesday
0: this episode was brought to you by Magic Spoon. Go to magicspoon.com skinny to grab a variety pack and to try it today and be sure to use the promo code skinny at checkout to get free shipping. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product. It's back with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund you your money, no questions asked. Can't have a more secure offer than that. Again, go to magicspoon.com skinny and use promo code skinny at checkout to get free shipping.